Hi, everyone. This is JJ, the co-founder of Good Pods. If you haven't heard of it yet, Good Pods is like Goodreads or Instagram, but for podcasts. It's new, it's social, it's different, and it's growing really fast. There are more than 2 million podcasts, and we know that it is impossible to figure out what to listen to. On Good Pods, you follow your friends and podcasters to see what they like. That is the number one way to discover new shows and episodes. You can find Good Pods on the web or download the app. Happy listening. Welcome to the world of Saluna. Welcome, welcome, one and all, to episode one of Campaign 2, Defiance. Dawn. An angel robed in spotless white bent down and kissed the sleeping night. Night woke to blush, the sprite was gone. Men saw the blush and called it Dawn. That is Dawn by Paul Lawrence Dunbar. And now we may begin. We find ourselves in the city of Galoya. The year is 321 PA or post-ascension. We are in a country known as the Van Marek Republic, made of 10 cities and 10 tribes of Van Mar that run this Council of Mothers. The council changes the capital every seven years, but we've run into a bit of a stop. There are those that are attempting to use the power and money they have to try to change how the country is run in a negative way. But that's where defiance comes into play. There are those that have the power and the means to make something, to bring people together. to start a rebellion. And that's where we will start our adventure. Thunderstorms, lightning claps and rains fall. As you open your eyes and look across from you, 
and see your friends all drawn down through the chest on a pike, blood dripping from the corners of their mouths as they gasp for their final breaths. There's two beings standing on the edge of the building top. One, a shorter figure. The other, a tall figure that's hooded and a dark face staring at you with a large, crooked grin before they tip back and fall off the edge and you jump awake. We start sitting in their bed, jumping awake from this dream in a sweat and a bit of confusion with misery. Would you like to introduce yourself? That was my dream. Wouldn't you like to know? Yes. You did see the dream. But was it just yours? We may not know. Do I have friends? Uh, that's up to you. <laughs> it was up to other people. <laughs> um, how, how to describe Misery? I would say she is a, a, a solo person. She seldom interacts with others. She's not mean, but she comes off cold. She stands about 6'2". Uh, she has jet black hair, uh, blue eyes that are sunken from lack of sleep. Um, she always has this look about her that she's constantly just disappointed in whoever else she looks in. She dresses up all the time and she mostly keeps to herself. All right. So you... Oh, and hmm? Misery never goes anywhere without her rifle. Ah, uh, yes. Your trusty rifle. Um... You wake up in a sweat, looking around the room from this dream. And you look at the time, and it's just about dawn. And you remember your conversation with Xander the day before. Today's the first meeting of the new captains after Dorval betrayed the rebellion and killed the others. What do you do first? I get up. Oh, I get up. I have my rifle laid on a chair across from me, and I check on my rifle. It's the first thing I do. Once I make sure that my rifle is in working condition, I go and make myself a cup of coffee in my quarters. I have like a, my own coffee pot, because that's, I drink a whole pot 
I don't have any mugs. I drink it straight from the uh, pot. And you, you said you checked a, a coffee pot? I checked my rifle, then mm -hmm. I go make coffee. And I only have a coffee pot. I don't have any mugs. So oh. I drink it straight from the coffee pot. Okay. <laughs> Interesting choice. Um, do you take the coffee pot with you and your rifle to the meeting? No, no, no. I, I get ready and I get dressed. I like to dress <laughs> up. So... Uh, the way I dress is usually as like a 1920s flapper, only a bit more gothic. Mm. So darker colors, but frilly uh, or, or flowy dresses and a like heavily feathered collared black jacket. Style icon. We love that. Um, yeah, you... Enter the hallway after you are ready and finish your coffee um, with your rifle in, in tow. On, do you carry it or do you wear it on your back with a strap? I wear it on my back with a strap. Okay, yeah. So you, you have your rifle uh, in tow with you as you enter the hallway that is eerily quiet. Usually the rebellion's up and running before dawn, but nothing's happening right now. You know that you have to be in the war room for this meeting, but something doesn't feel right to you. Is there anybody around or is there nobody around? Um, You hear people, but it is not as busy as it usually is in the morning on my way to the uh, war room can i like stop somebody yeah um you stop a younger gentleman that's about like half your height um and he has like a, a tealish skin with pointed ears and like greenish hair uh and he looks up to you and goes uh yes uh but I'm sorry, I, I don't know you. Um, I'm Zach. Nice to meet you. It's a pleasure, I'm sure. Zach, is it... Would you happen to know why it is so quiet right now? Oh, um... Well, Xander had... Ollivander go around and make an announcement last night um, that we could all sleep in today so that we could go to the vigil later. How unlike him. Yeah. Very well. I'm going to just leave. Uh, you, you just kind of hear him go, oh, 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 okay, bye, uh, and then walk away. Um, you make your way to the war room, and you enter it, and it is a big wooden table that spans the entire middle of the room and shows the map of 
the entirety of the Van Mark Republic. Um, this is not the first time you've seen this room. You've been out on missions and had to be brought in here for debriefs and things like that before. But as you arrive, you notice you are the first, but not the only presence in this room somehow. Uh, and with that, we will cut to our next person. Ghosts? <laughs> Iris, you wake up in a sweat from a dream of seeing you and the people you can assume would be your co-captains all on spikes bleeding to death on the top of a roof as two people dive off of the edge. Would you like to introduce yourself? Iris is a Herengon who stands at barely five feet tall. Not five, three. She stands at barely three feet tall. Lyle's character is five feet. <laughs> um, she has blue-gray fur with spots of white all over it. And... Uh, Being the tiny little edgelord that she sometimes tries to be, she always wears all black. And she will never be seen without her cloak. Uh, as she gets up in the morning, even waking up in a fearful sweat like she has, she always starts her day the same. She gets up, she does a couple little stretches, she goes, she brushes her teeth and her hair. She gets dressed. And the first thing that she does, no matter what, is sneaks her way into the kitchen to get some food. You, as you're sneaking, notice the same thing. It is quiet. Unnervingly quiet. But the fridge is still full. Perfect. Just how she likes it. <laughs> uh, you grab some food uh, and you do you make your way right to the war room or do you stop anywhere else? Um, she is going to go hide because old habits die hard and she does not want to be caught sneaking food even though she knows she's allowed to have it. Hmm. Uh... Give me a stealth roll. <laughs> that was a nat 20, so that gives her a 30 still. You are one with the shadows. Uh, you are able to snarf this food down in the shadows, even though you know you're allowed to have it. Um, you eat it as if somebody's going to take it from you. Because no matter how long you're in the city, you still have that feeling of food goes fast. So now, now that you eat regularly and uh, perhaps a healthy portioning, eating that fast, your stomach starts to hurt a little bit and is a little upset worth it um, but the food was definitely worth it um, 
So you, after eating, uh, I assume make your make your way to the war room uh, and encounter uh, Misery standing there. You have heard the name Misery, but I don't think you've ever seen who is referred to as Misery. And we're going to cut there and move to our next hero? Question mark? Aliona, you wake up in a sweat, just like our past two captains, from a dream, the same exact dream in your room. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yes. Alona is one of the Vanmar. She has these long pointed ears that stay close to her skull, and around it flows this navy blue, like the night sky hair that is chopped just above her shoulders. Her eyes seem cold, not just because they are a deep sky blue, but because whenever she looks at you, you feel as if she's peering deep into your soul, studying you, every breath, every movement, a test you didn't know you were taking. Her face is always in as deep state of watchfulness. You don't know what she's watching, who she's watching, or what she knows, nor will she tell you. As she slowly pulls herself out of bed, she, her long legs stretching as she moves to try to shake off this dream, nightmare, prophecy she can't say, nor she'll she think of on it. Dreams are only dreams. What reality has no hold on them. Unless you allow yourself to be so foolish. She stands up, standing at about 7'2". Her body's slender, but covered in scars from years of doing her best work in the city. She stretches and moves to put on her clothes. A dark outfit, typically dark pants, dark boots to match, different shades of deep blue and greens and blacks, always making sure to have a hood. She's called the Phantom for a reason, after all. Anonymous and moving just as quietly. She gathers her things, making sure she has her weapons, especially her great axe on hand. She tucks the necklace of her past under her top and sighs to herself as she prepares for the meeting at hand, knowing that 
Whatever lies ahead is far more than she bargained for. But it's far more than she had hoped to get. As you exit your room, post getting ready and preparing yourself, you turn towards where the war room would be and see a man standing there, arms crossed on the wall as he looks over and goes, you know, it is very interesting that you are late for your first captain meeting. Alona does not acknowledge him and simply walks by. She does not know this man, nor does she care to know this man. He is not important. What is important is that she gets to the meeting. She will not regard you people who stop her from doing so. As you walk past this man, could you give me a perception check? Of course. That is going to be a 13. You walk past him and see these intricate, dark gray tattoos under his eye socket to the line of his jaw. You know exactly who this man is. He just looks very different from the last time you saw him. He's about three inches shorter than you now. Still just as buff as he was that day. But his, his hair is in a better style than it was that day. That means nothing to her. She continues on. That, that life is gone. That, that life is... That life is not hers now. At least not in this moment. There are more important things. And if their past wants to haunt her, then let it haunt. It will not stop her from reaching this goal. She simply just raises her head a little higher and... <laughs> That's the only remark he's going to get, or response, as she continues on. Oh, come on. Let me walk the matra bell to... the war room, as I'm going to be there too. Do not speak to me unless I speak to you first. You understand? I am not in the mood for this. Now, be on with yourself. In the mood for what? Dealing with little mice like you. Go away. I have bigger things to worry about today. If you wish to rear your oh. ugly heads 
in my business. Do so at another time. Once more, I have no business with you now. Please. And she walks a little faster. Still friendly for a new captain. You do not warrant my good attitude. Oh, that exists. Well, if you were worthy of it, you would know it. Hmm. That is fine. Uh, I have my captain to go talk to, so oh. I guess enjoy your morning walk. I will. Without you, as it should be. Now go. You leave him in your stride and enter the uh, war room to notice Misery and uh, Iris are also there. Uh, and we will hop to our next character in our story. Zion. You wake up from probably one of the most scariest dreams you've experienced. Life has been scarier to you, but to have that type of fear in a dream for once, you're a little frazzled. Would you like to introduce yourself? As Zion has this nightmare, he shoots straight up from his bed and what you see is just a mess of wiry white hair framing his face he is a small goblin i'm sorry no man um and his skin is tinted a light green and he has vitiligo almost in the shape of a kaleidoscope um sprawling down his face and down his neck and disappearing under his chest though he is wearing like a kind of like a, a longer night dress for the evening um his eyes are panicked and irises are almost a little too dark as they snap open and look into the darkness of his room and oh dear he stands up and he looks across the room in the dark, squinting in the darkness. And he heads over to where his briefcase is in the corner of the room. And as he walks over to it, the, the nightdress drags behind him. And he looks like a small Victorian child <laughs> clamoring in the dark. Um, and he goes over to it and gently moves his day clothes out of the way and opens this briefcase. Um, Inside, there are numerous amount of scrolls, a quill and ink, and a very small flask. Um, he's going to withdraw the flask and withdraw and uh, open up the top. And in the middle of this room, <sighs> oh, precious Heavenly Father, please cleanse me of these night terrors and protect and he's going to pour out just a little smidgen of water onto the ground. Protect the sanctity of this journey. Amen. And uh, he closes his eyes and 
says a quiet thank you, caps the flask, and instead of putting it in the in the briefcase right away, he, he dresses in his day clothes um, very hastily because there's no way he's going to go back to sleep now. Um, uh, tan trousers and a, a just a regular white t-shirt and over that is going to be like a, a long um, coat almost draping to his kneecaps uh, with very prominent ornate uh, brass buttons decorating the sides and um, he's going to tuck the flask away under uh, like a flap of his jacket close up his briefcase tuck it under his arm and leave the room you before you leave the room as you say this prayer and pour the water out you feel an aura of a feeling of energy of a clawed hand on your shoulder as if to say <sighs> that they are there with you. Oh, thank you. And you know you. that the great protector is watching over you. Blessed to the father. And as you exit the room and into the hall, you see your second walking up the hallway uh, to you. And he goes, ah, Zion, um, we have to get to the war room so we can be there for the meeting. It's starting already. Yes, I take it that, um, what time did you think it was? It's almost dawn. I don't You see, I, I believe I have lost track of time, but no matter. Lead the way. Um, you did your morning prayers. As yes. always. Oh, good. Do you even need to ask me? I just got to make sure, because I did mine, so... Did you? Well, perhaps, perhaps later we should do our nighttime prayers together. I feel that could be arranged if you aren't gone by the night. I will do my best to pray with you before I leave. Of course. Ah. Uh, uh, on we, we, we go. Um, you, do, are you are you hungry? Do you need any coffee or uh, any breakfast or anything like that? Mm, I, could, I could fancy a cup of tea. If you could... Whip that up for me and perhaps Absol go ahead. Uh, absolutely, I can get you some some tea. Uh, I could you believe, is it? Do you want the teas that you had with Xander yesterday? <gasps> oh, you have some. Uh, he has well, some in the war room. They uh, Olivander just put some out. Oh, Olivander did. Okay, um, I would love some. And don't don't let me forget before I leave. I would like to bring some more back with me. Of course, uh, I can also put in an order with somebody that I know that's over in Mulvernay for you. Really? Da. That would be lovely. Please. Of course. Um, and you, with Avor, make your way to the war room. 
seeing um, the other captains there, and Eivor walks over to the, like, tea and stuff that Ollivander had set out and starts making uh, tea. Um, and with that, we will cut to our final hero. Rawl, you are no stranger to nightmares or dreams or spirits or terror. You wake up like any other day. Would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. Uh, Raul wakes up, I think, comforted by the fact that the cold metal armor that he's always wearing still is wrapped around his body. Uh, he is always in his armor. He doesn't take it off. And it, it looks like a bunch of interlocking chains plated with uh, metal plates and a helmet that has two holes. And one horn is one horn is coming out of one of the holes. His red eyes peer through the slits of his like visor, and he gets up, aware that he needs to start making headway, as there is great change coming to the rebellion. Yes, you get up and don't need to get ready because you're always ready wearing your suit of armor and you walk into the hallway to see the rest of the co-captain or the vice captains walking through the hallway towards the war room um as this is a meeting for both the vice captains and the captains because you, as captains, will be going on the mission, and your vice captains will be expected to run your units while you are away on mission. You see Kifeng smiles through his mask and steps forward a little bit to join you at your side and goes, Ah, uh, Rol, um, are you ready for today? Rawl just gives him a nod. Um, I wanted to congratulate you again on the promotion. Captain is something special, um, and I'm glad you got it over many of the bubbling idiots in the enforcements. Yes, but we must see if my new co-workers are as competent as I, or not, or even worse, if one of them had anything to do with what has happened. Yes, that is true. And that would be horrible. Come, follow. And uh, Ralph starts making his way to the meeting, expecting his vice captain to follow by his side, as he still has more to say. Of course. Um, you see that Kifung kind of like keeps that um, spring in his step to move with you. Um, and uh, leaves the other vice captains behind. You guys get to the war room, um, obviously having 
talked while on the way there, saying what you need to say to them and everything like that. And you enter the room and you see the four other captains in there already. Zion sitting, Zion, a small gnome man sitting with a cup of tea with a tall, muscular, uh, half Vanmar, half orc man behind him. Um, you see Misery sitting there. You see um, Iris and Aliona, and uh, you hear the tiny clips of hooves coming to the door as Ollivander walks in and goes, All right, you're all here. That's good. I, uh, I can start the meeting, or I can get you all some sustenance if you would like. Uh, breakfast is available. Um, we are not savages here in the Rebellion. Or you all can wait for Xander if you would like to talk to one another, because you are new to each other as captains. Maven will also be here soon. What was this gentleman's name? Ollivander. You know, he's the assistant to Xander, the leader of the um, rebellion. Ollivander. Hi. How long until Xander's alone? He'll be here in about five minutes. Well. You all are pretty early. It's not dawn yet. Sun hasn't come up. I applaud you, though, for being early on your first day. It's quite a serious matter. We would not waste time. Um, Ollivander, if not too much trouble, I would fancy a cup of uh, coffee, if you don't mind. Of course. Anybody else for a cup of coffee? There is tea. Uh, I can say that Eivor has made some for Zion. I hope he made a pot big enough for everyone if they wanted tea. Uh, and you see Eivor kind of just nods his head that he did. Um, he smiles and goes, uh, Ollivander smiles and goes, uh, is it the good, the tea that you tried with Xander, Zion? Oh, it's wonderful. And he's already pouring like teacups for everybody, although they didn't <laughs> ask him. Uh, Xander, uh, Ollivander does kind of go out of the door to go get a a pot of coffee as the rest of the uh, vice captains walk in you do see that a uh pale elven woman at about five uh five eleven um with shoulder length curly black hair blacked out um uh blacked out corneas and irises with bright blue uh, pupils and bangs of white with um, gothic Victorian style dress that stops at her knees with um, knee high uh, heels on walks in and she goes well aren't y'all a pretty group I'm Maven I'm the uh, magic uh, magistrate and rituals captain uh, and I will also be joining you on this mission. Uh, thank you so much for um, responding to Xander quickly and for taking the position because we could not do this without y'all. As you all know, our uh, other captains were 
disposed of by another. Um, do you all have any questions about anything or uh, whatnot? Because I can I can talk about it because I know what's going on, um, and we don't have to wait for Xander. But you know, I understand if y'all want to wait for the leader. Seems rude to start without them being here. Yeah, he likes to take his time, though. Yes, yes. Well, better to have things prepared than rush into things, no? I agree. But, you know, as the one that was on the mission when all this happened, I feel I have the most information about it. Hmm. Uh, and I also was involved with the man that we are hunting down to a point, so... Perhaps you can get some insider information before Xander comes to make everything all boring and businessy. Hey, he does his best. Yes, I agree with Zion. He tells us what is important. And yes, you may know knowledge, and we will learn this in time. But for now, we take a moment to get acquainted with day. And Zion, thank you for the tea. I will be having some. And she heads over to get herself a cup of tea. He nods and, and Xander is, he is very knowledgeable and we should learn from him. Absolutely. He's one of my closest friends and I learn from him all the time. Frankly, it would do you some good to learn, seeing as you could not spot a mole within your own people. Frankly, it would do good for a princess to shut her mouth when talking to a founder of a rebellion. I do not know. Zion clears his throat nervously and hands Maven a cup of tea to kind of like mediate. Oh, thank you, sweetie. I appreciate it. Oh, of course. Just who we were waiting for. The king of the palace is here. Uh, and you see a six foot tall, dark skinned Gorgon man with purple snakes right, uh, wriggling from his head and. Uh, uh, dark sunglasses over his eyes and a three-piece suit um, walk in the door, and he goes, ah, Good morning to all of you. Sorry I am late. Uh, well, not late. I'm on time. You are all early, which I really appreciate. Uh, I'm sure the tension I can feel is from my associate as he, like, bumps Maven, and I think this is the first time you guys have seen Xander be kind of playful with somebody. Um, and he looks at all of you and goes, I can get right into it if uh, all of you are ready. Uh, you will be going on your first mission today. You will have about three hours to prepare and talk things over after finding out what the mission is. Um, but you will be traveling out of the capital city of Galoya to the city of Kilyan in the Underdark in the mountains. Um, as that is the last known place that Dorval has been. Uh, don't fuck up and make me embarrassed with the benefactor as I chose you all by hand. I am trusting you. 
Who's this guy again? This is Xander, the leader of the the rebellion. Right. So I can't just shoot him. No. Any questions? Iris says nothing, but she does get up, grab a cup of tea, and slam it back like a shot, and then sit down again. Again, Iris, they are hot. You did that last time. No, no. no. I like your approach to life. Fast and (sighs) hot. You are good. I like you. Would you like another? I'm good, thanks. Uh, at that point, Ollivander comes in with like a uh, coffee cup, a coffee pot, and some cups, and also like a uh, an iced drink if nobody wants like hot tea or hot um, coffee. Um, and Xander goes, "So you all have no questions, no want for knowledge of the." mission or who you're looking for perhaps you should explain the mission's objective first and then we may formulate questions based on the information you give thank you roll for saying something and progressing the meeting um yes so the missions What we want out of this mission is for you all to be able to find Dorval and bring him back, either dead or alive. But also trying to find out as much information from him as possible. Misery. You do have permission to separate in very certain circumstances. But you also must let at least one team member know that you are separating so that somebody knows you are gone. For your own safety. I kind of just like look at him with a blank stare and then I just dart my eyes around the room and then look at him again. Like, really? I trust you, Misery. You've been a part of the Rebellion for a very long time. But I want to ensure your safety. It has nothing to do with your capabilities. I just guess I kind of give him a little nod, but I don't really say anything. Um, He then continues to explain uh, another assailant you are looking for. The last known person that uh, Dorval has talked to is a lord in Kilyan known as Lord Altamir. He is a vampire and he is known to be living in Kilyan at the moment, um, but his residence is not known where it is. So you will have to find it because he will be the best option to finding Dorval. Um, And he kind of just looks at you all and uh, asks again if there was any more questions as now you have more information. Uh, is there, if there's anything you guys want to know, he will explain. Alona then looks to, um, was it Maeve? 
Maven. Maven. Um, and says, okay, now we would like your information. If you're willing to give it. Maven looks at the rest of you and goes, well, it depends on what you want to know. Oh, God. I'm not holding anything from you, but like, what, what information do you think would help you in this Is there mission? Any other mission? Is there any other allies that you can think of that Dorval might have associated himself with or might be hiding him at the moment? I mean, just like us, like me and Xander uh, and, and Hilia, um, we all have contacts in all the cities. I, Altamir is the one that I personally know um, because we have like talked to him and had dinner with him before. Um, I didn't think he was, I, I didn't, again, I didn't know that Dorval was doing all this and that it was, you know, that Altamir was a part of it, but he does, I mean, Dorval's from Kilian, so he probably knows a lot of people there. Um, his parents well, are there. Involved, how involved is Altamir with our organization? With our and organization? Found, yes. Altamir's not uh, involved with our organization at all. But you had met him before. Yes. Um, before we started the rebellion, Hilia, me, Xander, and Dorval were all friends. Uh, uh, an adventuring party of sorts. Um, and Altamir was somebody that we helped a while back. Um, but I didn't know that he was a two-time douchehead. Um, DM, may I run a history check to see if either of those names um, ring a bell, given my history with that city? Yeah, you can roll a history check um, to see if... Uh, what name are you specifically Well, I uh, mean, wanting to... It was Doran and... Dorval and Dorval. Lord Altamir? Yes, I uh, mean both. I so... Mean... I will tell you right now, all of your memory of Dorval will be having to do with the res uh, with the rebellion. Um, okay. Then Altamir. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We'll do Altamir. Ooh, that is going to be a 22. Lord Altamir is a vampire that showed up in Kilian. Uh, I want to say 13 years prior to your mother becoming matriarch. Hmm. He's always been on the council as long as you know, as long as you've known. He's a pretty big name in the city. But what they're saying is right. Where he lives is a mystery to everybody. Have I met him? Yeah. Okay. Yes, he is a very handsome, slender, 
tall man. Okay. Um, and uh, Maven looks at all of you and goes, uh, I can say that um, Dorval is not as stealthy and he is rather clumsy in his work um, because he is hot-headed and does not think of what's going to happen next, so... Well, he clearly knew what to do to mull his way in here, so... Yes. He is not completely incompetent. Well, we don't know when he became the mole because he was one of the founders with us. See, that's the thing. He was so. able to trick you. So, even though he may come off as a bumbling idiot who is hot-headed and clumsy in his actions, there was clearly something he was hiding that even those closest to him did not see. So we cannot expect him to be so easily caught. We must be on our toes. Not leave out any options. What you see is not always what you get. It's what you read between the lines. Absolutely. But everybody has their stuff that they hide. Even all of you have something that you're hiding. Uh, what's the phrase I'm looking for here? Uh, no shit, Sherlock. Now, if nobody else has any other pertinent questions, uh, I will see you all in the, uh, the garage in about three hours uh, so that we can head over to Kilion. It's about a two-day journey from here. Um, so pack, get ready. Tell your vice captains what they have to do with your uh, <laughs> you know, your people that you're seeing over now that's your captains. Uh, and meet me in the garage so that we can head out. If you need anything else, you can find me in the library, or you can find Xander, or you can find Ollivander. Um, but I have preparing to do as I'm coming along with you. Um, uh, good luck, and I will see you in three hours. As she walks out the of the room, um, and Xander looks at all of you and goes, any questions for me before I leave to do what I have to do as I have a meeting with the benefactor today? Iris, like, raises her hand. Yes. Who am I captain of? He never told me. Uh, you are the captain of the espionage team. The spy team. Uh, you and Misery will also co-captain the subterfuge team. Um, but our team of assassins are solely to Misery, so 
espionage and subterfuge will be what you also hold power over. Got it. Thanks. Yes. You are welcome. Um, other than that, anything else for me uh, before I go to meet with the benefactor to do leader things? No? Okay. Uh, Zion, if you could meet me in about 15 minutes, I uh, have something for you before I go meet with the benefactor. Of course. And Xander. Yes. He lifts, He quietly lifts up a cup of tea that he had been making for him um, with just the right amount <laughs> uh, he of additives. Takes it, uh, he takes it and smiles and then he's going to look at Iris and then he's going to down it as if it's a shot. Zion <laughs> uh, smiles. <laughs> all of you, again, three hours before you have to meet Maven. Good luck to all of you. It's your first mission. Have a good head on your shoulders. And don't embarrass me in front of the benefactor. This is an important assignment. Good day. Uh, and he walks out of the room um, and um, Ollivander looks at all of you guys. He goes, uh, all right, I uh, have made sure that all of your vice captains have what they have to do for your um, groups while you are uh, while you are absent and out in action. So you are free to prepare yourself for the journey, uh, get to know each other, um, request things from our um, supplies for the journey, anything like that. Uh, and if you need any clerical work done, I'll be here. Uh, and I can try to get you what you need within the three hours if it is something that is quite hard to get. Good luck, and you may all leave. That is conclusion of this meeting. Um, and I will be going through our same order that we started and asking you um, what you would like to do. So, Misery... What are you doing after this meeting to get ready to go on this mission? I'm going to go outside and have a cigarette. Okay. <laughs> um, you're, you go outside and um, uh, Vel is actually out there smoking already. Your vice captain. Um, for those that don't know Vel... They are a five foot two green tiefling with black horns and scraggly red hair, um, teal eyes, uh, and a uh, kind of like wicked looking smile. Uh, and they go, ah, had to have a smoke before your mission, huh? Sorry, uh, Val. I thought yeah. you were on the mission already. No, I, I, uh, <laughs> I got to take care of the, the, the chicken coop while you're gone. Correct. Okay. Uh, also, I killed my target last night. 
Oh, very good. <laughs> I learned from the best. Well, technically, I haven't actually taught you anything, but I assume whoever your master was was very good. True. Um, that is, I am the best. Yes. Just as long as you know it. Uh. You see Vel. Usually, you know Vel to be like this very like animated kind of almost close to like crazed person but they kind of look at you and go you're gonna make it back right I know you're the best and you do this good but this place would be boring without you honestly though I'm more worried about my teammates than myself how does Xander expect me to trust just a bunch of strangers? Aren't we? Weren't we all a bunch of strangers before we met and got to know each other? You had a rapport. I've seen your wanted poster. <laughs> I know. I'm proud of it. <laughs> but this group of these new captains, and Xander even puts some new girl in our division. Yeah, I... That girl, Iris? I mean, I've heard she's pretty good at getting stuff and sneaking around. So. Um, honestly, I hope so. Otherwise, I'd have no point to keep her around. Yeah. I get it. But, you know, I, I've heard they're appointed because they're, they've all been pretty successful on their missions. Though... That Zion guy seems kind of anxious all the time, and it makes me nervous because anxiety makes you make mistakes. Zion, the small one. Yeah, I think he's been in the. I've been. He's been in the rebellion almost as long as you have. I think. Maybe oh. he's off by like five years or so. How have I never met this man? You work alone. I know, but. I do like to know my surroundings in case anything comes up. I'll yeah. have to introduce myself. Ooh. You know, I've heard a lot of people say he looks cute, so maybe like you should try to try to try to do something with that. Hard pass. Oh yeah, you're in love with your work. You could say that, sure. Well, you know I got a handle on things here while you're gone, so I promise nobody will die on purpose. Well, I'd be more worried about you killing them, to be honest. You're kind of a loose cannon. Yeah. So. If Sal fucks up one more time, I will kill him. Yell, look me in the eyes. In the eyes. Yes. Do not kill our men. But. Or women. Or children. Or pets. Okay, no loopholes here. <sighs> okay, I won't kill Sal if he fucks up his next mission. Well, hang on. Let's not be hasty. I'll start with desk duty. If, if they fuck up their mission, then, you know. I'll break his legs. There you go. Start small. Okay. I'm telling Xander you gave me permission to break his legs. Yeah, if it happens. You break Xander's legs, too. What is he going to do? Tell his Petr benefactor. Petrify you. He is a Gorgon. 
That's true. But he'd have to see me first. This is weird. Uh, and I've never asked to do this, but can I hug you? No. Okay. But thank you for asking. Yes. Boundaries are important. I'll pat Vel on the head. You, you know when, like, a kid meets, like, their idol and they do that? That, like, excited shake and inhale that they do? That's kind of what happens with Bell. Now, don't fuck up, or I'll I find you. I will offer you my legs to break if I fuck up. Thank you. And okay, you're gonna get ready. Lit cigarette. <laughs> uh, Bell's just kind of out there, like hyping themselves up, uh, and we will um, cut to Iris. What are you doing to prepare yourself for the mission before going to meet up with Maven to leave? Panicking. <laughs> Not outwardly, but internally. She is screaming. Hmm. She was she was just suddenly assigned captain. She wasn't expecting it, obviously, and now she's got a whole team to run. But not only does she have a whole team to run, she has to delegate orders to her vice captain that she didn't have until, you know, this morning. <laughs> and yeah. she has to prepare for a month-long trip in three hours. Yep. Uh, you... Um, <laughs> you are panicking and see Thea walking up to you and she's like Iris, Iris, calm Iris, Iris, breathe breathe in breathe out I'm you don't have to tell your vice captain to do anything because I'm your vice captain yes and I already know what I'm gonna do and part of it is keep Vel under control because Vel is threatening to break people's legs now. But I will make sure that the chicken coop don't get eaten by the foxes. Um, Iris is going to like put both of her hands on Thea's shoulders. <laughs> She's going to lean up and just kiss her forehead. And just, I love you. Thank you. I have no pack. Yes, you do. Um, oh, take this. Uh, and you see she takes out of her, like, out of her bag of holding, and it's a, uh, like, golden gilded black steel dagger. Uh, and she hands it to you and goes, I know we've only been friends for a couple years now, but like this is a big thing and I kind of splurged on it, but it's a gift for you. Uh, you can't say no because no means you don't like the gift and my feelings would be hurt and I know you don't want to do that. It's beautiful. Yeah, I saw, I saw it and I was like, ooh, Iris would really like this. Uh, Iris is, like, gonna take it in hand. She's, like, gonna spin it a little, and she's just giggling. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um... don't you do anything. Also, you gotta get better at hiding your coin purse. I got it again. 
gotta, you gotta stop going through my stuff. Look, it's the trick that I pulled on you the first day we met. I don't think I'm ever yeah. gonna stop pulling it on you. Yeah, and I stole from you right in front of you while you were facing me. Yeah, and it was a crumpled up napkin. I still got it without you noticing. You did, and that's why you're my best friend. <laughs> Look, do By your the best. way, um, yeah. do you know anything about any of the other captains? There's something mysterious about that raw fellow in, in the armor. I mean, they're all pretty mysterious. Yeah, y'all were all pretty quiet. We're while they were talking. I mean, the best way to get information is just to listen. That's true. But oh my god, your first mission as a captain, are you excited? Ah! I have to get ready! Oh, you do have to go get ready. I'm gonna stop talking to you, go get ready. Okay. I'll Keep see everybody you in the garage to say goodbye. I, I will. I'll cut off some toes or something. Not as drastic as Val with breaking people's legs. Look, he's not. he didn't threaten to kill anybody. That's a step in the right direction. True. Okay, I love you. Bye. And she's gonna Bye. run. <laughs> uh, you see that Thea just kind of like walks off uh, the other Where way as you. <laughs> I'm nope, not gonna say it. I'm not gonna bring it up. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and with that, we are going to go to our next uh, hero, um, Aliana. Yes. How are you preparing for this trip in the three hours that you have to prepare? I think after she gets everything she knows that she will need, preparing what she will need to carry with her, take, um, before she finds her co-captain, begin delegating, or not co-vice, um, I think she's going to head to the roof. And I think she is going to pull out her necklace, which is a crescent moon with a bear on it. And I think she's going to wrap her hand around it and hold it tightly and say, Oh, goddess, please, I need you more than ever. This is something that I struggle with. Going home is not something I intended for myself today. Please guide me. I need you. You feel the briefest of reassurance as your prayer goes through. And you hear behind you, uh, Aliona, uh, I figured you'd be up here. Is there anything specific you want me to do with 
our crew uh, while you're gone, or do you want me to just follow what Ollivander said? No, no. Uh, I do believe that today... Today should be a day of mourning. She turns and offers a smile. You know, I am not as cold-hearted as many say that I am. What happened was the tragedy. And if we do not take time to mourn those we lose, then... Why are we doing this? Let them rest today. I agree. But tomorrow is a new day. Remind them that this should fuel their passion. That now not only are we avenging those we lost before and those in trouble now, but now we avenge those we can save. And we avenge those we have tragically lost. I agree. But tomorrow... Tomorrow's new day. Tomorrow we begin training harder. Do not threaten to hurt, though. I'm not... uh, We're not going to do that. No psychological torture for me. I I mean... I can't threaten them that they're going to get hurt, but... Training does hurt after a while, so they will be yes. hurt. In the best you way. You know what I mean. Don't break bones. Now, do threaten to make them do extra laps and stuff at that matter. Or you could threaten to... Uh, uh, you know my secret weapon. Yes. I do. Just threaten to that. Now, you know where I keep it. Yes. I will keep it in tip-top shape while you are gone. I know. I know. I feel strange. I thought they would be more excited for this. It's hard to be excited when we lost so many important lives. Yes. Unfortunately... Many who gain power only have it because of a great loss. Yes. How do you feel about all this? Unfortunately. Speak freely. How do you feel about all this? They all... They all are excellent agents. I've been on missions with some of them and some people that know them um zion is an absolute sweetheart and you know we'll make tea for everybody even if they don't ask as you saw in the meeting today um i don't know misery i've heard of misery and i heard that she does very good work um Rawl is a bit of a mystery um iris is my girlfriend's best friend so I've been around her quite a bit and she's an absolute sweetheart but I've never seen what she can do 
but Thea says that she is pretty good. Mm. From my first assessments of them this morning, I say you are correct. But uh, I think we'll go get on well. I more so was asking how are you doing after the great loss. I want to know, make sure you're okay before I go. Oh, um, death doesn't affect me in that way. Uh, my family reveres caliber, so mm. death yes. is a celebration of life rather than uh, a loss. And as you know, I found my way to Kuma. She has been great help to me. Yes, so, she works with Caliber and I know. They're they're good friends. Um they often are celebrated together, so Yes. I quite enjoy. But uh as you know, death does not affect us the same way. So I want us to be mindful of those who are. I guess I just worry. Because while it is important to have strong mind in knowing what to do and strong body, if there is no morale, then what point? They need to know that we care for them, we'll protect them, and they will want to protect us and each other and do what is right. But. Going forward, you may be my vice, but we are as team. Yes. I want to do right by all of them. And you will. Xander wouldn't have chosen you if you wouldn't. Hmm. But go get ready before you're late. I'm ready. I got everything else done. You think I wouldn't come hmm. up here to pray if I hadn't already made my sure I was aware? Yes, but also I think you're thinking, I'm going home, all of my clothes are there too. No, I'm not. Good God, I... You're making me talk like other people. You know, I try not to do that. Making me think like I'm back on the job you're, before this. You're not, you're not even the little bit more excited to go back home. No. After all these years. Going back home is like nightmare. You do not understand. Home? Because I will have to leave my mother again. And if she knows what I've been doing, it it will not be right. She Also, you said I can't speak freely, so I'm going to ask a question and you can't get mad at me, even though you might get mad at me, but you can't. You're not allowed. Friendship swear. Friendships where? I swear, I swear. What's going What's going on between you and Eivor? I've been seeing him talk oh. to you a lot lately. Yes, he is simple. Is he? I mean, he yes. has betrothal marks on his face. Yes, because I was supposed to be betrothed to him in other <gasps> life. I do not give shit about him. I think he's okay. He? Are you kidding me? He's ugly. 
Yes, when I first met him, he had head like cactus. Had hair like cactus. He. Look, his he... mother gave him that haircut. Yes. He gets oh, his own same. now. He looks he better now. He cannot stand up to his own mother. Have some backbone. You live in a matriarchal society. I understand, but you can have opinions. Ugh. He probably said them, but his mother is very stubborn. Have you ever met her? Yes, she's horrible bitch. You said I it, I did she not. Was yes, and I will say it again. I will say it to her face. Maybe that's why she has problems with you. Yes, she does not like me. She never liked me. She doesn't like my mother either. I am just like my mother. My mother is a great woman. But, understand. I've I heard that your want... mother is meaner than Selvina is. Yes. She's honest. That's difference. My mother honest. But no more. It, it's it's no it's no problem. I, I do not care for him. I never cared for him. I tried to leave the day I met him because I did not want to deal with him. I, mean, I believe Isn't it kind of mean to not give good. a man a chance? Yes, it is mean. But at the same time, I believe that, I believe that everyone deserves a chance, even second chances, but arranged things are hard. Well, and if there is, and he decided, he chose to do that. He obviously, he obviously he liked you. If he decided to still go through with the betrothal marks, well, that is his problem, not mine. The only thing I wanted when I was younger is to do more for my city. Is do more and... for my republic, and I have fought so hard to do so, so much that I left my life behind. To become the phantom. And then I came here. But darling, when is doing something for so many other people going to be put behind to do something for yourself? You can't always give to other people. You'll run out. You'll burn yeah. out. Yes, and I realize that. That is why I have time for myself at times when needed. But you also need oh, to understand. Oh, I get what you're saying. You do. You, you yes. You take your alone time. Your al alone time. Sorry. Yes. And I go and do things that make me happy. Uh huh. Happy. That's the word I would use. I don't know what they're implying, but I do not like it. Anyway, uh, <laughs> just I do not like things that are arranged. At least find if you. I don't know. I just. It rubbed me wrong way. Yes, but something that your parents did shouldn't decide how you feel about another person. Well, I will say this. Since he has been here, he has been nothing but pain in my ass. Maybe you deserve it for trying to leave on the day that you were meeting him. Perhaps, but, uh. Or perhaps your fake cross lovers that are meant to be angry at each other and fall in love. 
I read too many books, sorry. No, no, reading is good. I do enjoy good romance novel. I did take a time to read the uh, Great Gospels of Rainer. You ever read them? They're quite delicious. Ugh, capitalize great. I understand I heard, I heard that, now. I heard that that Nuna gave that book to him. Once again, I understand them now. Much better. But uh, once more, once more, not important. Real do you like, enjoy things all you like, but know that sometimes, sometimes what is fated to be is not what you expect. Maybe it is something you find that doesn't always work via the first chance. And maybe it takes a second chance or a third to find the truth yes. of that matter, because you are in better place. So, once more. But he must prove himself to me, especially now when we are not trapped with the matriarchal. That he is worthy of my time. If not, then I leave and find something better for myself. Mm. Because I want him to be happy. I think Natalia from the other country would be better for him. Or not better. Stop but saying that Natalia would be a better option because you always keep saying that about her. And, you know, she's rather drab and boring. As was he. When I met the him. Ma the man walks around with two swords on his back and has muscles for days. How is that boring? I have met bigger men with bigger muscles and bigger swords. Not of your people. All your people are scraggly and scary looking. Who's to say I want people of my race? That is racist of you. I'm not saying. I'm just saying, like, you grew up as the daughter of a matriarch. I know yes. you met other people that are a thing, but I knew... I know that Vanmar sometimes, especially when they're matriarchs, and they're the children of the matriarchs, tend to marry... Vanmar, because it's a race. tradition. I'm I'm done talking about this. We're boring now. I you're boring me. Please, let's just move on. This is not important. What is That's important fine. is I need to continue to get my things together and So you weren't ready. There it is. Go get ready. Enough of this I'm ready. I wouldn't have come up and prayed if I was ready. I was going to get uh -huh. my sword sharpened for the fact that and whetstone is important to have, eh? Ah, mm -hmm. yes. Or maybe I'm trying to get out of this conversation because you're boring me now. Yes, keep keep making excuses, love. La Don't la get la, ready. la Go do your job. I am by checking up on you. Yes, now go do other job. You go do your job. Mm, yes, well, try not to die. You try not to die. Hmm. She hugs you and runs away to do her job. Um, and then Smiles. we will... Um, <laughs> we will move on to our uh, next um, hero. Zion, how are you preparing for this? Well, Zion was left in the, in the room, um, and as everyone took their leave uh he uh 
looks down into his half drinking cup of tea and for a second contemplates knocking it back just like Iris and Xander does. And he like even goes so far as to try it, burns the tip of his tongue and then goes back to nursing it. Um, and he, he takes a few minutes to himself to kind of calm down from the, the nightmare from earlier. And when he's ready, he will silently clean up and then try to locate Xander. Okay, you give me a. Actually, no, you don't need to roll anything. You know exactly where he is. Um, you walk to a little door to um a little like room that is usually used for like interrogations. But that's just because it's private and there's no way to like really look into it with scrying magic or anything. Um, Ollivander lets you in the door and Xander's sitting at, at his desk in the room uh, and looks at you and goes, uh, Zion, come in, please. Uh, Zion will kind of scurry in and um, a wave of anxiety and just close the door behind him and uh, not yet take a seat. Uh, you summoned me, Zenda. Yes, um, about what you need for the information that uh. we need to trade around. I see. Well, this is a serious matter. He's going to uh, take his briefcase, sling it up on the chair, and then hop up onto the chair. So he's sitting on top of it like a booster seat. Um, and then uh, kind of fold his hands on the ta the, the desk across from Xander. Um, what do you have for me? I was able to create a list of three names that could be believable to be the benefactor to help you. Wonderful. Well, who are they? Here. Um, and he slides a um, uh, he slides a list uh, scroll with a list over to you and it has three names on it. One is um, Corvin uh, the indestructible, who is like a uh, a widely known entertainer um, that has a lot of money and is actually kind of a recluse. Also, um, another one is a name that you don't recognize, um, and then uh, the uh, the next one is um, uh, a woman's name that you have never seen before, but you have heard Ollivander and uh, Xander talk about. Um, and he looks at you and says, those names should work. Well, um, Xander, what will happen to them once I give them the names? Those people will most likely end up dead. And we're okay with, with that. Uh, yes, Corvin the Indestructible is quite literally indestructible. 
I would be lying if I said I felt good about this, Ender. But I trust in you. It is okay, Zion. This is why I'm the leader and I make these decisions. I'm the one that fronts the emotions. I understand you are still going to feel guilty, but this is for your freedom. At the sake of everybody else's. Yes. Zion visibly struggles with that. Uh, and kind of squirms a little in place. Looks down at his hands. I will take the names. But... I... He looks back at... Is Ollivander still in the room as well? Yeah, Ollivander is standing um, inside the door. He glances back at Ollivander and then at Xander. I... Xander, I keep getting these feelings and I don't know... I had the most terrible nightmare last night. What was it about? Things that I would never want to see the light of day happen. Did, so, was, was there anything out of the ordinary? Zion will hesitate before kind of giving uh, Xander the brief rundown of the dream. About the detail. Um, uh, yeah. Give me an insight check as you explain this dream. Sixteen. Sixteen. Xander does not react, but Ollivander does. As you mention, the being hidden behind the hood with the crooked smile. So, does, does Zion pick up on this mm -hmm. expression? Olivenda. I. Uh, yes. Sorry. What do you know, Olivenda? Well, you said that it might be it was a man with a hood and a crooked smile, but you couldn't see his face. Indeed. Um, and it was a nightmare. Correct. Uh, I feel we may be dealing with something more than mortals. Um, I can do some research to make sure that it's true. Uh, but... I've read chronicles from a, you're gonna laugh. Um, I read chronicles from somewhere in the splitting aisles that 
dealt with these beings called functions. Functions? I... And if it was a nightmare and it was a a man in a dark hood that you couldn't see his face and a crooked smile, I've... And he fell off of... They fell off of the building. Yes. I fear that might be the function malaise, but again, I I could do more research and get you more information. Um, but if we're dealing with them, they're, they're beings that I believe predate the Great Expanse. So what we're dealing with isn't a nightmare after all. No. You're dealing with the embodiment of a nightmare, which is fear. Then why does he want to put fear into me? To us. So that's what he, that's what they do. The feeling is what gives them power. Feeling. What lots of good this is that do? Perhaps I do know as from research that there is one function that deals in information and deals. It's dangerous, and deals are always dangerous. But perhaps if we can get the interest of more, maybe we can find out information on Malays and what is happening. But... One mission at a time. You have to catch Dorval and get your freedom. I can do research and get you information. And we can see if what's going on with the country has a bit of doing with the functions and those that are not on the mortal plane. Please so we're going careful. to look into this. I, I will look into it. I'll do research until you return from this first mission. Olivander, there's only so much careful I can be in my dreams. Yes. How do I keep them out? Um, I don't... I don't think you can, Zion. I just... If this malaise is targeting me... Do you think they'd be targeting the others as well? It could be very... It could be It could be very well that. Did you share your dream with anybody else? No. No. Okay. And I don't... Do you believe I should? I believe that's your decision. Do you I wouldn't believe tell that... You, I, don't, I wouldn't tell you yes or no, but... If they are targeting all of you, it would be helpful for you all to know that you're having the same dream. 
And if it's not, if it's just me... Then perhaps... Perhaps maybe you have a connection to Malays that we don't know about. Wonderful. Thank you, Ollivander, for the insight. Of course. Um, please, you have a team now. Be careful. I'd be I bloody sad if I didn't see your face around here after this. Sad. Yes, Over me. my friend, of course. Friends. Did you, uh, did you just believe we were colleagues? Is that not what we all are? I believe that this rebellion is more like a very large, fucked up family. Family, huh? Well... I... I... If that was all, Xander, Olivander, I will be taking my leave now. Of course. Um... We have set up a stay for you when you are all in Kilion, so uh, Maven knows where to go. Um, just be careful, the Underdark can be rather dangerous. Not even my dreams are safe, so... But... I have research to do. I will get your information as quick as possible. Um, and Ollivander kind of like runs out of the room to head towards the library. Um, and Xander goes, all right. Um, well, you probably still have to go get ready. As you came here directly after the meeting, and I sorry, I apologize for eating your time, um, but you must pack. It'll be a long journey. Very well. I'll best be on my way. But if you need me, write to me. Of course. And Zion. Yes. You're more capable than you believe. Trust yourself. Uh, Zion's face kind of ducks down, um, and he falters. And then he slides off the chair, grabs his briefcase, tucks it under his arm. Farewell, Zander. Until we meet again. Until we meet again. And with that, we will go to our final hero. Rawl, how are you preparing for this journey? Uh, Rawl will probably make his way back to his room to collect any tools he feels could be useful. Learning that now his enemies have gone up from just a traitor to a traitor and also possibly a very influential vampire. Mm-hmm. You... He also probably is contemplating everything that he's learned so far in the meeting. You are 
collecting things and thinking about stuff and you are picking up items and packing things and you can't help but like wonder what is uh what is going to happen as you all go on this journey and you hear a voice a voice you are very used to as a visage appears in front of you and goes interesting you have a team now I guess you won't be visiting for a long time, huh, Rawl? I know that it is not ideal, but I will be sure to return and join you again within the dream sooner than you think. Can I ask you a favor? Of course. Try some food while you're there. Raul just uh, gives him a nod. Also, you're killing it. You're, no. Uh, another missive. Once you get information out of the vampire, kill him. Is he the cause of one of your deaths? And he no. refers to not only him, but the others as well. No. He's just a vampire, and he's annoying. And I knew him in life, and I hate him. Then he will be executed with extreme prejudice. I appreciate it. Then I must make haste, as, as you said, I now have a team, and right now I am not aware of their full capabilities. I wish to. I will be seeing you soon. Of and course. Wish you a pleasant dream. Then he starts making his way out. Uh, the visage disappears as you make your way out uh, and um, Kifang is standing there as he uh, nods and goes uh, Olavanda gave me the lists a checklist of what needs to be done but is there anything that you need me to do yes I wish for you to investigate the past of this rebellion a little bit do not let it hinder your other work. However, seeing that two of the founding members were friends and met this vampire that we're now seeking, I think any information from that time period could be helpful. Should I use them as messengers? So that it's just between us? Yes. You, of course. Be vigilant, Kifong. 
We are still not sure how deep this corruption goes. Of course. Then uh, Ra will give him a little nod and start making his way to the garage, I believe. Uh, yeah, you give that little nod and start walking, and you hear Kifung under his breath just say, and you be careful too. Um, as he walks to start doing the job that you told him to do, uh, you all get to the um, garage. You see a large wagon um, that is uh, not being pulled by horses. Instead, there is some sort of engine running as Maven sits in the front with the reins in her hands and goes, y'all ready for the ride of your life? Two days, just me, you guys, and this bitch? As she points to the wagon. No. Well, too bad. You gotta go now. So get on in. Throw your stuff in and get in so we can go. Duh. Just a moment. Rawl hops up on the wagon. <laughs> Alona does too, but she stays in the furthest back part of the wagon, away from Maven. Um, as you guys pile in, she opens the garage door, and once everybody is in and their bags secured, she takes off into the early morning, exiting the city. And this is where we will end our first session of Defiance. Thank you, everybody, for joining us for the first episode of Campaign 2 of Queers and Spears. Uh, we've been working very hard to create these characters and build this story um, that we are bringing to you guys. Um, we hope you enjoyed the first little glimpse of our characters and our storyline. Um, we cannot wait to see you next week for episode two. Um, you can find us on TikTok, Twitter. I'm not calling it X because it's stupid. Tumblr. Um, Blue Sky Instagram. I think I said Instagram already, but uh, any... Um, social media that pops up you can find us there even twitch we have one as we used to go live every week but then we <laughs>